0: Welcome to another episode of the She is Grace podcast. My guest today is Mary Ann Jermay. Hello, Mary Ann. How are you today? I'm wonderful, DL. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So let's jump right on in. Let's show your profession. Show your profession in detail, please.
1: Oh, yes. OK. Um, I am the CEO of Empire Org. Uh, EmpireOrg.com, check us out. But we are an Agile PM and Scrum Master Service. So we are a uh, lean certified servant leadership uh, contracting company who organize and orchestrate the execution of configurations, integrations, migrations uh, for usually Fortune 500 companies. But really, in layman's terms, we just uh, come in when somebody has to rebrand or a merger and acquisition, or um, they have a team or process they want to get in order. They come, they call us, and we come in and emboss them and mother them and get it, get it into shape. They pay us. Okay. To mother.
0: Okay. Wow. that's awesome. Awesome. So, share your journey of being in college and having to withdraw. How did the decision make you feel at that time?
1: Oh my goodness, so many emotions. Um, as you can imagine, uh, disappointed and confused. Uh, You know, I did all these things right. I lettered and everything in high school and I skipped a grade and I was accepted to college at 16 and I got a scholarship. And um, even in college, I started a church. It was called Harvest. Nobody wanted to date me. I was, you know, like the forbidden fruit and the weird one, you know, I was like using all my uh, credits for, uh, you know, free paper and things like that, that they would let us do to use our reports. I was using those and printing out flyers and putting them on people's dorm rooms to get them to come to church on Sunday and, you know, all of this. Um, And so when my scholarship money runs out and I don't have a way to stay in school, I was just devastated because I thought I did all these right things the right way. And I'm following, you know, the will of God and, and things aren't working out what I thought was in my favor, you know, the way that I had planned. So I was really um, devastated really. Um, and that really turned to desperation. And I just was like, okay, well, I've got to make something happen. You know, I can't uh, have this, this great start and just in like this, this can't be the end, you know? And so mm-hmm. that led to a lot of poor decisions. Um, and uh, even in the midst of that I could still see God. Um, so through that, I became a single mom um, and, I think in the end, I could say it led to dependency. It really went from that devastation, that desperation to dependency because I really learned um, to lean on the Lord through that process. Okay. Okay. So I can only
0: imagine the disappointment that you felt when you said that you also uh, had a church in college and put fly- you put flyers, oh, yeah. <laughs> flyers on doors, yeah. excuse me, yeah. um, to get people to come to church. That was oh, yeah. awesome. So you had a ministry early
1: on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I gave my life to Christ at, at eight and was like, I'm, I'm about this life. Um, so yeah, when I went to school, um, and I saw that there wasn't, um, you know, really a church foundation and everybody was kind of wilding out and, you know, partying and all of this. And I just didn't have that desire. I didn't have that taste. I, um, actually came from a family background that was two-sided. One had these, you know, um, uh, the influence of pastors and on the other side of the family, the you know okay. party goers and and all of that. And so okay. I saw what to be and what not to be. Um so I just right. wasn't interested in the party part. And um but when I mm-hmm. saw that all my peers were, I was like, oh no, there's there's a better way. Um so yeah, yeah I started this church and it was it was phenomenal. It was a blessing.
0: Well it sounds like to me you were set apart. <laughs> that's the word, that's the phrase I would use set apart. That's so what you put it Okay, so what challenges did you endure as a single
1: mom? Oh gosh. Um, I would say lots of rejection, you know, um, oh. there's there's um, so much prejudgment, right? I mean, if somebody just sees you with two oh. kids, there's so many assumptions and you just right. never know someone's story. You don't know if they're right. widowed. You don't know if they're right. abandoned. You don't know if they've been raped. You don't, you don't know. So you just right. can't judge. Right. But um, right. I would say rejection, right. Just not even given the opportunity to, um, share more, you know, share more than what right. what the picture tells, you know, what the the book cover shows. Um, so I would say rejection. Um, but that, that also helped me quickly learn that I have nothing to lose when you get told no so many times or rejected yeah. many times or all of that. I, I learned that no is just the beginning of not yet. <laughs> I can't feel yeah. not yet without no. So I just, um, I learned that real early on. Um, I would say another challenge that I learned or, you know, overcame and endured was uh, financial woes. Uh, so yes. I, I became, I mean, yeah, there's nothing like the financial woes of a single yes. mom, okay? Because yes. you're carrying this, the weight of your own um, needs uh, with the future of, of those you're responsible for. Um, right. so having to fill in the gap. And in my instance, there was no um child support or additional help or any of that kind of thing. It was, it was uh really just me and the Lord. And so um financial woes was a big thing to overcome. But in that, I, I learned to be super resourceful. Um, I learned to be super generous. Uh, yes. the importance of sowing and reaping, um, right. I learned Serving and receiving, and like my first okay. uh, unpaid internship led to my first business deal. So, I mean, just okay. serving really, really, really um, as a result of that. If you have nothing uh, in terms of monetary, you know, you, you really get creative. And um, yes. in my instance, that was helpful. Okay. And I like the fact that
0: you said about the prejudgment. I'm, I'm just bringing out one of the points that you said, the nuggets about the prejudgment, how you prejudge as a single mom and people don't really know the story. And that's what we do sometimes. We prejudge someone not even knowing the walk, the journey, Yeah. or like you said, the person's widowed or someone, you know, was raped or whatever the case was, God forbid if it was raped, but you're right about that. And then the financial woes, uh, as you said, as a single mom, you know, what you can go through, uh, financially wise, but again, that's Mm -hmm. when we have to trust God. And I think, I know you did that in that, in that time. So, um. Did setbacks
1: increase your faith and how? I'll, I'll say, I'll say yes, because I'm standing here today. So I got to say yes, yes, but isn't yes. there a part of you that sometimes thinks like, man, I probably could have been yeah. here without those setbacks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he really had to have me go through all that. Cause I still think I would have trusted him, but, um, let's That's just true. assume I had to, because I can look back now and know, okay, those were purposed, you know, right. uh, for example, Um, As a single mom, you know, I had my kids full time. I was in full time work by day. I was in full time school by night. um, And I used to have to set my alarm at 12 a.m. just to study or 2 a.m. to take a test. And um, this is back when, like, you know, being remote was was random. I had to get permission just to have remote classes. You know, this wasn't this wasn't common. And um, I look now and how I work 100% remotely, or I look now at how I'm a global business and my clients are in all kinds of time zones, as am I. Wow. And wow. like, wow, that was really a setup. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. was really preparing mm-hmm. me. So, um, Yes. Yes, it really, really has. Because when you can look at those setbacks and things that were just so hard to get through and setting that alarm at 2 a.m. and working through the babies crying and, you know, working right. laptop in the front seat of the car. I had to, you know, work in the parking lots of McDonald's and things like that because I didn't afford, I couldn't afford Wi-Fi, you know, things wow. like that, you know. wow. Um, and I look now and it's like, wow, here I am working again, yeah. you know, things, <laughs> you, yeah, know, for you, know, sure. you know, so yes, yeah, definitely increase in faith.
0: Okay. Well, I know set bar, setbacks are a part of our journeys and they definitely make us stronger in Christ and seem like to me you navigated your way through that with Christ. So you have an awesome testimony. You really do.
1: Don't we all, when it's all said and done, I just even reading <laughs> your book, it's like, oh my goodness, I could see so many women I know, including myself in those pages. It was like, Oh, my gosh. Were you, were you sitting there next to me when this happened? <laughs> Thank you.
0: Wow. Wow. Very wow. Nice Thank you help. so much for even reading my book. I appreciate the support. So the, your passion is missions and outreach. How are you reaching others while while living overseas?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, simple answer, via my daily walk. <laughs> like um. with, with language barriers and things like that, you know, you you can't do the, the fire and brimstone that you see in the States where it's like, you know, you just wave a Bible and you, you know, you yell the name of Jesus, like it's, it's not the same, um, everywhere else. You know, we have such freedoms that we, um, Really take for granted or don't even recognize, you know, in the states, um, but overseas it's it's very different. Um, not to right. mention the cultures are very different, right? People mm-hmm. don't respond as well to that kind of aggressive, direct, forceful um, approach that we're used to, you know, that that New York minute and that you know that that kind of rough yeah. exterior and stuff. It's really not the same everywhere, and so right. um, I would say the the biggest witness uh, is just the our daily walk. Um, We had recently uh, took over Halloween, right, and hosted our own little barbecue, and we had some soul food, and um, just hosted at this park, this public park, and it had like a volleyball court and all this other kind of stuff. And so we just invited people because we had way too much food, and we, you know, if we saw them, we just said, "Hey, you want to get some, you know, something to eat? Come on over." And so it was really intriguing because nobody has soul food where we live, right? That's a, a. African-American thing in the States, right? So um, right, right. It, it intrigued so many people, but it also gave an opportunity to just fellowship. We had praise and worship right. music playing. Um, everybody was playing volleyball. You don't need language to share the same language for that. Uh, we had the opportunity to pray over the food and um, to pray with people who were in attendance and things like that. So it's like just your walk, your daily walk is right. um, a witness. Right. Mm-hmm. right, And you're right about that. Your daily walk, we
0: should have We should be exemplifying Christ. And then I like the fact that you said that with the cultural barrier, the language barrier, you don't let that stop you. It's Hmm. ways around that. You know what I mean? You don't have to... Give someone a Bible, uh, like you said. The Christian music music is playing. You're showing mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. showing kindness. Mm-hmm. You're being welcoming to different, you know, people in a different land and you know country. Mm-hmm. And so that's what God expects for us to do. No matter where we are, mm-hmm. um, we should be able to reach someone, just one person, just, one. just one person, just, know, just one. one, not a group, just
1: one. Look, and that's enough because they might reach fifty thousand or something. Exactly, you know, one person I invited might be a principal. You know, or exactly. something like that. So it's just you know, you really have to be kingdom minded, right? And it's about
0: sowing those seeds because God will water them, Amen. or someone else down the road will water the seed, and it'll grow into some type of huge tree mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. some type of massive tree, uh, yeah. something. You know? The increase, so, you right? Yes, yes. So, why are you passionate about ministry? Oh gosh. Um about this ministry period, just reaching God's people
1: and I would just say making the sure they're aware. That's a great, great question. Um, I would say the difference it makes um because of um people's passion about ministry changed me, right? And it gave right. gave me hope and um a future um by knowing Christ. And so just knowing that um the difference that can make and um, being able to share hope with others. Through, through ministry, it's like it's it's worth it. Um, where I live, only one percent of the population know Jesus. So if you could imagine that hopelessness, um the the um, percentage of suicides and things like that are very, very high because people are living in their own strength and it can only carry so much, you know, you can only endure so much. So um passionate about ministry because souls are on the line. Lives are on the line. Um, and it could have been me. So right. I think that's right. motivating.
0: And again, your story is motivating as well. I mean, your passion for what what God is asking you to do, your mm-hmm. projects that he has you working on and just whatever it is. And then your uh, your business as well, as an uh, entrepreneur, I would say, but you have a global company. Mm-hmm. And so I like the fact that you said, you um, the hope, peace, and um, He gives you hope in the future because that's one of my favorite scriptures. Hey. That he, he, has, he knows the plans for our lives yes. because He gives us a hope in a future. Yes. That scripture right there has taken mm. me a long way in my journey. Mm. And it's so powerful because it's letting me know that He cares so much about me. He loves yes. me so much. And he wants the best for me. Mm. He wants the best for me. When I try to settle for less, he's Mm. like, "No, I have this over here for you. If you just wait and be patient, and then then you can get to this side, or you can get over here to this door, Mm. because the door I have ready for you is even wider and bigger. Come on, you know, just wider. I'm just ready for you to walk through that door. Just be a little bit more patient. That's right. And so I like the fact that you know that you said in ministry that souls matter. Mm -hmm. Our, our, our job or our assignments is to make sure that we win people over to Christ in a subtle, nice, I'm not going to say nice way, but in a subtle (laughs) way, in a sense. Yes. And without like beating someone over the head or, or, you know, having a big cross on your chest and all that. Truth and love. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, truth Mm -hmm. and love for sure. Yep. Okay. So how do you keep God as a focal point in your life?
1: It's, it's so funny i am crazy enough to have teens and toddlers pray for me um <laughs> <Will> and, <do. laughs> and uh this is this is something we we regularly address and um keeping god as a focal point is a choice it's a choice wow. um, i think of luke 9:23 where jesus says um, if any man will come after him um, or be a follower of him mm-hmm. they must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow yes. Christ. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is what we need to live by. That's what we live by here. Uh, God is our focal point because it's a daily choice. choice. I think of that old song that says, um, I decided to follow Jesus. Yes. I decided to follow him. No turning yes. back. Like right. that is the declaration, you know, that's true. Um, yeah. For me, like you know, my heart is made up. You know, people have a made up mind, like, I, can, yeah, right, I, can, I got a made right, up heart, right, you know, right. like right. my soul is decidedly sold out. Mm-hmm. And when you already start from that position of of being sold out, of of deciding that he's the one for you, it's just like any other commitment. You know, when you are deciding yourself that that's a, there, there's really no um turning back, there really is no straying. Um, and it's a daily choice, it's a daily choice. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you
0: said it's a daily
1: choice and mm-hmm. my
0: heart is made up. My mind is made up. My heart is definitely made yep. up because you're right. We have to wake up every day every day, and choose mm. to, make, to be on point for God uh-huh. and choose to say, God, what do you have for me to do today? What is my assignment? Who do you want me to reach? What do you want me to do? Is mm-hmm. it a project? Do you want me to do this? A podcast? Or do you want me to write a book? I mean, <laughs> we have to wake up daily yeah. and- and have him at the focal front of our minds. But that's before, that's after we pray, actually. Well,
1: I witnessed, you do, I witnessed you do it. You know, it's like, uh, uh, if something's not working out with the podcast and the timing's not working out, the systems are breaking down and all of this, <laughs> you, you don't even accept it. It was like, you know what? No, the, the will of God will go for it. So if A doesn't work, that's we better right. go to B. And if B doesn't it's work, we right. better go to C. But if you've already put it before him, you can trust that it's going to be okay. Right. And so I've, I, I, you know... You you two are a witness. You two are a witness.
0: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So can you give other women encouragement on how to start their own business or some type of encouragement as God leads you? Oh my
1: goodness. Yes. Um, I would say pursue your path. Um, there's so many that are, you know, pre-orchestrated with, um, you know, schooling, for example, take this class and then that class and so forth. No, pursue your path. If there's something God has laid on your heart, you uncompromisingly, um, pursue that, right? Everybody's not doing a podcast, but it is on your heart to do it because that is a mission that God has called you to that needs to be done. And you are the one to deliver it the way that you deliver it, you know? Um, and so I would, I would say to use your unique gifting, um, to, 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 to pursue that. Um, I would say educate yourself. Um, and that doesn't have to yes, be through school. Um, exactly. I, I am pursuing a dual masters through entrepreneurship and an MBA, but, okay. um, I would say that I've learned just as much from free resources. Cause I haven't always been in the shoes that I'm wearing. Right. So, um, I started with small business development center, which is in everybody's town, um, score another free resource for business development. Um, I would say get an accomplished mentor, not just anybody, but an accomplished mentor. Um, Exactly. My mentor is the CEO of a private bank. Um, and people have to have millions just to even step foot in the door. So um, wow. I say that to say he was the first one who told me, oh, you need to do ABCD in order to get to this next level. OK, this is how you invest and in it, you know, and build wealth. OK, this is, how, you know, an accomplishment or um, Houston Community College. They have tons of programs not to attend as a student. They have a separate business college with all these different programs where you can learn, you know, earn funding and um, do contests and get before boards of people who are um Angel investors and things like that. Um, United Way has tons of free resources. I would say explore your networking outlets. Um, the military has a lot of connections. If you're alumni okay. anywhere, just you know right. think of all of these like wow. resources that are at our disposal. Wow. Those were the kind of things that got me started. Right, I didn't start right. where I am today. Um, I had to utilize all of those tools first, and then I would just say most importantly, just do it. Just do it because you may not have everything you need when you get started, but just do it. Get started. And yes. the course will come and the network will f- unfold and you will, uh, you know, eventually get to the class and you'll, all those kind of things. But, you know, if you're waiting out until the money is completely right or any of those kinds of, you may never start, you know, wow. um, empireorg.com, right. I was waiting forever to release it because I was just like, oh, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, you know, I have all this knowledge of, you know, marketing and SEO and all these kind of things. And then I said to myself, like, there's version 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, like I yeah. need to get it out there. And then I will keep yes. perfecting it as it comes along, you know? Okay. Um, so just taking that approach, um, you know, is, is something I would recommend. So, um,
0: Okay. The Lord. Well, well, well said. Thank you for giving other women encouragement. Can you share your social media platforms?
1: Oh gosh. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, MJPC Talk. Um, and again, visit us at empireorg.com.
0: Okay. Same. Sounds great. Well, Mary Ann, thank you so much for being a part of the She Is Grace podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. I really love your ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You're welcome. Likewise. This is D.L. Hicks, and thank you
0: for tuning in today. Always live your truth unapologetically. Peace and blessings always.